It's Monday. I want to say good Monday to you, but it's really not. If you're a Packers fan, you woke up today. Like many Mondays, you you wake up and it's the beginning of the work week and and you're anxious to talk about what happened yesterday and you know, people tune. I saw all kinds of people today and, and last night saying, can't wait to listen to the show today to see what the, the reaction is going to be. And uh, today was one of those days where I woke up. I was legitimately kind of depressed because, I mean, for two reasons. One, as a Packers fan, the season's over. They're not going to the postseason. There's no shot at the postseason. I don't want to hear people say, well, we're going to get off the mat. We're not mathematically eliminated. I mean, that's the green and gold glasses, and I'm right there with you. I would love to see them get a win on Sunday. I would love to see them beat Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. I would love to see everything just fall into place. And, but, you know, it, it's it's like Sean Payton said at halftime yesterday. This is like the fifth get-right game. We've talked about the Packers trying to get right, and it, it's over. There is no get-right. It's 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 The offseason is going to be a reset, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do. There's a lot of stuff coming this offseason. And I will say one thing. It starts with the quarterback. I don't want to hear this. I'm going to take some time to go away, and I'll be back, and I'll let you know prior to free agency. And I, Stop. There, There's – stop. You're either in or you're not. You know, now I can see maybe at the end of the season from January to the beginning of February, okay, you know, take some time, go away, relax. You know, you deserve it. You know, regardless, if you're on a winning team or a non-winning team, regardless, it's a, it's a hard season. You get beat up. You're physically and mentally exhausted. You just kind of want to, you know, get to the end of the season and, and go kind of rejuvenate the battery, so to speak. But don't don't give us this, you know, I'll let you know in March. No, no stop, stop. Because it, you, can't, you can't kiss ass anymore. You're either all in or you're not. You got to have the respect of the young guys. I thought Howie Long talked about it yesterday. He said, "Look, if it, it, it's you can talk about coaches, coaches play, coaching players up, but if you need them on the same page with you, then you need to be there. You need to be the one coaching them up. Don't leave it up to Cobb. Don't leave it up to anybody else." And the other thing he said, "Coach him up Monday through uh, or Wednesday through Friday, and then on the field, but don't coach him up in the media and stop that. Don't respect it at all." And this is a guy that's not only a Hall of Famer, but that's got two guys, two sons that play in the NFL as well. There's a little bit of collaboration there as to what does and doesn't work inside an NFL locker room. Don't get me wrong. In this business, we love to hear Aaron Rodgers speak. But in the grand scheme of things, I would much rather see them win and win consistently and win legitimate football games heading to the postseason versus not. 877 1670. So you're either in or you're out. And then after that, a lot of time. And then after that, it's like, we're going to talk to you about decisions and we're going to give you the courtesy to say, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing, but you're not going to be the decision maker. We're not keeping Randall Cobb because you want a buddy. We're not keeping David Bakhtiari because you want a buddy. It's time to move on. Age, injuries, they happen. It's like Puxatawney Phil popping out of the hole. Time to cut bait, man. Anybody can make any amount of money to be injured. So I'm going to go with less money to be injured. And I Bakhtiari has been a warrior. It's not downplaying his accomplishments or his attributes because he has been an incredible left tackle in the National Football League. One of the best, no doubt. But that knee injury, however devastating it was, has just not allowed him to come back and be the guy he once was. And you're paying him to be not only the guy he once was, but beyond. And so it, it, money doesn't equal the play. you gotta, you got to make a move. 
And Randall Cobb, God love him. He keeps coming back. He keeps, you know, being the warrior. He keeps coming back to to be the confidant for Aaron Rodgers. But every year it's going to be a six- to eight-week process of some injury that's going to take him down, and you you can't afford to do it anymore. It's time for young guys. It's time for veterans. It's time for free agents to come into this system and make this make this engine go. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Feel free. Give us a shout. Uh, I'd love to hear from you today. Let's go back to the phone calls. Eric listening to us in Green Bay on the mighty WDUZ. Eric, how you doing today, man? What's up? Um, I'm weirded out just like you, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. It Appreciate just, it. It uh, has a very weird Twilight Zone vibe to it, this whole thing. And it, what's the most frustrating most frustrating thing about it is, like you and everybody else, before the season started, looked at this team on paper after the success of the last three years and what they added, and they, they added in areas of need. And, you know, we all thought that this team was going to be a juggernaut, and they keep getting worse and worse and worse. And if they had played all their games like the game against the Bills, they'd have a much better record. But then here we are a week afterwards, and they are right back down to the level of the, play, of the team they're playing against. And, dude, I am going to blame that all on coaching. I mean, I know that those two passes that Rodgers threw yesterday on the goal line, it's like I've never seen him bounce so many balls off face masks. And, and that ball, Bob Carey, was, if there were just two of them there, that ball would have come up short. But here's, here's what I think about the coaching. Okay, you hear a lot about play calling, and they say, well, you know, if they got six to eight slammed up in the box, what are you going to do, run? Well, what are you going to do? Try to try to pass the ball through twelve to sixteen guys? You, they didn't work a play out to the outside edge, somewhere where there's space. They got him throwing a bullet at head level through the line of scrimmage, which is a stacked box. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that's any greater chance of success. I mean, if they just handed the ball off to Dylan and let him run it around right, I'd give J- Dylan's chance to make it to the edge before that one linebacker. Uh, pretty much nine out of ten times. You know, I think he would have walked right into the end zone. The the um, there's so much stuff going on. It's like, why are you doing that though, Lafleur? And it, what's frustrating me the most is I'm a huge Rodgers fan, man. I've been a Rodgers fan since he was at Cal. When he came to Cal, he put so many bad streaks and so many bad things to end at Cal. We were the doormat of the Pac-10, and and he turned us into a national powerhouse. All right, this guy has deserved more. And what gets me is like, okay, we they make all these acquisitions that seem like, well, look great, looking great on paper. Oh, he's getting along with the, everybody in the front office. He's getting along with Goody great, the coach great. Everything's going great. And now we're at a point where, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think he's lost his skills because last week in the Bills game, those two missile shots that went for touchdowns were beautiful, and, and he can still run. So it's not skills. I, I got to think it's the coaching, and the coaching is who keeps you on track and keeps you dedicated and keeps you and, – and, and we keep hearing the same thing out of LaFleur. If I hear one more time, well, you got to give them all the credit, or if you keep making mistakes and keep getting penalties and stuff, you're going to get licked by anybody in this league every single week. Mm-hmm. It's like – it's like Murphy when he hired Gutekunst and then Gutekunst when he hired LaFleur 
they hired teenagers to do the job of an adult. And this is like when you're in NFC championship game, or no, that wasn't the championship game, playoff game, you're inside the 10-yard line, you need eight points, and you opt for a field goal? When all Brady right. has to do is get a first down? Rookie mistake. All right? Uh, it, these rookie mistakes are costing Rodgers, and that's what hurts me, man, as a Rodgers fan. It's like, oh, for crying out loud, there's no reason why this team shouldn't be pounding everybody this year. They've got the talent. Something's going on there. I agree with you. Something's weird. It's just you look at the team and there's a vibe about something's going on that nobody knows about that we have to keep everybody from finding out about. It, it is felt, it, uh, Appreciate the phone call. It has felt like that pretty much since week one. Week one, I think, when we, we thought about going into Minneapolis and, and watching this team, you kind of wanted to see that they shook off the mistakes that they made last year going into the season. And the thought was, well, they got dump trucked in the first game against New Orleans last year, but they shook it off and they were the number one overall seats. Ah, no big deal. And we all thought we're sitting there in that press box over in Minneapolis. Mike Clemens and I are sitting there talking to a few people. And it's like, no, this, this was bad. Something just wasn't right. And whether it's the first play of the year to Christian Watson that just went through his hands, that was the foreshadow to what the rest of the season was going to be. I don't know. But it, 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 it just never had a feel like it was right. And as much as people don't like to hear it, because it, it is too simple of an excuse, but I thought it was something from the very beginning to say, Cobb can coach him up. I don't want to be here. I don't like double practice or uh, joint practices. I don't want to play in the preseason. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When you keep stacking the negative, you eventually build a wall. Because what you're doing, in essence, saying, I don't need the work. You do. I'm great. You're not. I'm on the pedestal. You're beneath me. You go do it. I've earned the right. And to a certain extent, he's right. But I, yeah, I just I think it all starts with off off season preparation, and it has just morphed into something very very dysfunctional, for lack of a better term. And then news keeps getting worse. I mean, obviously Rashawn Gary done for the year, tore the ACL. Romeo Dobbs goes down with an injury. Aaron Jones goes down with an injury. It just it just. You know, with everything, Christian Watson and, you know, was in the concussion protocol again a couple of times in two back-to-back weeks. I mean, chances are he's not going to be available for this game coming up against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, it's interesting because Zach Krause just put out Sammy Watkins against the Lions. He ran 39 routes. He has one catch for nine yards, two drops, and 0.23 yards per route run which is about as bad as you can possibly get. And on the last play, on the fourth down play, when leverage was inside, he should have gone outside. He fought through the leverage and went inside when Rodgers was clearly looking at the leverage inside, throwing to the ball outside, and it falls harmlessly to the turf. And he looks back at Rodgers like, what? And Rodgers will look at him like, I can't believe you even went that way. 
LaFleur the same. And the game ended. It, it's just, it's, that was your big off-season acquisition. Uh, you know, and some people are saying, you know, Ray says and Mark says, and even Contessa says, uh, why are we coming down so hard on Aaron Rodgers? He's been the constant. Well, he also makes $50 million a year, and he played one of his worst games ever. He played horribly. That's why. And you know what? Quite frankly, let's be honest. I'm not here to blow green and gold smoke up your ass, and he deserves it. Call out the people that deserve it. I, I don't have a problem with that. There's enough times where we've said, oh, my God, what a game he had. Look, he threw for three touchdowns. When, in essence, maybe it was Devontae Adams that went up and fought for the ball, took down a, a, a coverage man, and then ended up sprinting to the end zone on a 20-yard out and turned it into a 60-yard touchdown. But we give Rodgers credit for throwing the touchdown pass, right? And it happened. And it, it, we understand that. You understand that going in. Quarterbacks get a lot of the credit and a lot of the heat. But I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is what it is, man. This is a bad football team, and it stinks from the head down. He is the leader, supposedly, of this football team. So he's going to, as the leader, he's going to get, he's going to get him a, a lion's share of the blame. You know, I have never seen him throw footballs off of helmets. It's not like somebody got a paw up in the air, like somebody jumped a, a foot high and then stuck a hand way up. So, in essence, nine, a nine-foot throw, you know what I mean, where he just didn't get it out of the reach of the paw. He hit the dude standing there in the face. The pass to Bakhtiari, had, had, had uh, Aiden Hutchinson not even been there, would have fallen to the turf. It was a terrible throw. So, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls real quick. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Cudahy. Mike, how you doing, man? What's going on, man? So much for group therapy on a manic Monday. <laughs> right. You know something, Bill? I'll tell you, that, that game yesterday, and you've heard this from other people probably, that was that was an abortion. I mean, you have a, a team, the lowly Lions. Now, I don't take anything away from them. Any team can beat any team on any given day, but they got rid of their number one weapon. They got a tight, rid of a tight end. Their 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 a backfield coach, I believe, cornerbacks coach. And we go in there and, and flounder like we did. You know, when I know you have a lot of injuries on this team, we have a lot of untimely penalties that you know we shut ourselves in the foot with that. But you can't look. I said I called you yesterday, not yesterday, last week. We said that. There were three seasons now where they've won 13 games. Okay, three seasons, and we failed to make a Super Bowl. What's going to change any any different now? I mean, what's what? How different is it going to be? Let's say we were on our way to 13 wins this season. We're doing the same thing over and over again. It's insanity. We're we're expecting different results. I think, Bill. I hate to say it. I think the window has shut. I have. I, I bleed green and gold, and I try to be positive, but realistically. We are in a rebuild, and I think we're, we're stuck. I hate to say it, we're stuck with Rodgers, but we better either develop love or get another bona fide quarterback that we can build on because this team, it's it's just decimated with, with – with, there's nothing else we can do but play out the rest of the season. You know what the best thing that could happen right now? We get a high draft pick and we get a good quarterback. 
<laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that. Uh, so okay, let me ask you this: So if the Packers get a high draft pick, let's just say they end the season with uh, four wins. Okay, God comes down and they give give them one more win, and they end up with four wins in the season. One of the worst teams in the National Football League. They get maybe the third, fourth, or fifth pick. First of all, that'd be a great big up yours to Pittsburgh because they went figuring they'd get a higher draft pick with the Bears than with the Packers. So I'd feel good about that. Yeah. But then let me ask you this. Do you get a, a, a top five wide receiver or do you go after yet another quarterback to compete with Jordan Love? You know something? I know you can't have your kick you needed to, but I would do whatever I, it took to get the best quarterback prospect and the best wide receiver prospect in the draft bill how many of the, the, the wide receivers that are playing right now today as rookies on these other teams that we passed up that are doing unbelievable on these other teams now we're talking the draft we're not talking free agency they uh the draft uh, <laughs> i uh man i if if there is a top five quarterback sitting there, I would have to look really hard at getting him. Uh, but if there is a surefire wideout that is going to come in uh, like a Justin Jefferson type and light my team up, I, I might have to go with the weapon first. Let me ask you this, Bill. This past draft, how many wide receivers did we pass up that could be playing and helping Rodgers out right now? that we passed up on, on this past draft that are playing really well as rookie receivers? Oh, my God. Um, probably 10. So, you know what? It's Part of it's scouting, Bill. Part of it is this decision-making up front. I don't know who's doing the scouting and who's doing the picking when it comes to draft day, but I'll tell you what, man, they messed up. They missed the board a few years in a row. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. No, I, they, they have... Um... I appreciate the phone call. They have had their own issues when it comes to drafting talent. I mean, Chris Olave's played pretty good for the Saints, but the Packers were not going to get him, that's for sure. Uh, obviously, the Packers trading out of the first round. Some of the guys that we were hoping for, like a Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, we talked about. I know that uh, Jahan Dotson uh, was a guy. He's not, like, lighting the world on fire. Uh, but when you start talking about, um, you know, wide receivers that you could have taken – other players you could have taken. Now, there's not a whole lot of people that are lighting the world on fire. Let me say that. Okay? Uh, you know, Mechie out of Alabama, he's doing okay. Uh, Taquan Thornton out of Baylor is another guy. Uh, George Pickens uh, with the Steelers now out of Georgia. Alec Pierce, the wide receiver out of, uh, out of Cincinnati, went to Indianapolis. He's got off to a decent start. Um. But I, you know, put it this way: there's a lot of guys that are playing, and Christian Watson isn't. Christian Watson, you could pretty much pick any receiver at this point, right? Pick any receiver at this point and say he's been better than Watson because Watson hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, in the grand scheme of things, I, all of them, because Watson hasn't really done anything. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Hey, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin reminding you: zero interest, zero money down, nothing for twenty four months. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and uh, they continue to be the leader when it comes to overall value for your home. For the money spent and the value you're going to get back out of your home if you decide to sell it, it's amazing. Economical factor huge. 
Huge. I talk about it all the time. And here comes the cold weather. This next coming weekend, the highs are going to be like 38. I don't know if you've been looking at the forecast. So now is when your windows and doors are going to get tested. And if you haven't listened to the advice and called Pella, maybe you should do it now before the really, really, really cold stuff hits. Go to our friends at PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI because you can order it now. They will will custom measure, custom uh, uh, build, manufacture, assemble, install, all of that, great warranty, adds value to your home, adds beauty to your home, but it makes your home more economical. And that's the number one factor in all of this. That's what went into my decision to go ahead and get the new Pella windows and doors done here in my home. PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael show on this Monday, this manic Monday. Good to have you on board. We continue on and uh, bring in now our guy, Mike Lemons, as uh, we try to put a cap on, uh, on what went down yesterday. And now to look forward to the rest of the week, Rashawn, Gary Dunn, ACL torn. Uh, they've got some other injuries to deal with. And uh, Mike Clemens now joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you doing, man? Okay, you know, I I couldn't help but as I'm trying to watch that game inside Ford Field, uh, the crowd just got into it by the end of the first quarter, and it just grew in the intensity. And it's a, it got to be a loud place, man. Probably the loudest I've ever heard Ford Field. And I couldn't help but during the game, finally I just had to pull off a sheet of paper off the notebook, and I had to keep uh, just a running list of the injuries of the Packers because they were losing like, two players a quarter i was i even joked i think on twitter that you know the uh the, the injury cart was ran out of electricity they had, they had to recharge because <laughs> they oh, were geez. making so many trips back and forth the packers locker room and the lions were losing players too but you know dan campbell i mean here this guy a week ago today loses a close one to miami he fires one of the you know a good guy and and aubrey pleasant a former badgers safety who's his defensive back coach uh their different defense has been pathetic ranked 32nd in the league and then they got aaron Rodgers coming in and then the tj hawkinson trade and people are just like well, what are you doing with this team uh we know you're in the middle of a rebuild but why do you give up a third round pick from just a couple of years ago you would think that would be one of the foundations for when you get a quarterback and here their defense holds aaron Rodgers and the packers to nine points uh, regardless of how much aaron Rodgers helped out the lines with that and dan campbell was asked about you know here a week later your defense puts on this guy and the, the tenacity of those guys like samari tory with that catch in the fourth down and and then akura and that other defender just they wouldn't stop they swatting at the ball trying to create a takeover trying to save that game in front of the lions fans and here was dan campbell after the win Look, I, I'm excited because we won, man, and uh, and I just I feel like it was great to see, man. Our defense taking some heat, and uh, to see them step up against a worthy opponent, you know, is uh, and a good quarterback. It's just it's good. It's real good, and uh, I'm proud of those guys because it's easy to just, you know, get frustrated and go in the tank, and but they came back, 
and uh, they believed in, in themselves. They, they believed in the coaches were going to get them prepared and give them the best game plan to have success, and so they just came back to work. Um, I felt like we had a good plan for him. And just how we wanted to play. Look, you got to disguise. I mean, you have to. And uh, he'll take it all the way down the wire to get a beat on what you're doing. You know, and then if you have an opportunity, you got to make the most of it. And, I, and we did that today. You know, it's one of those where if you just hang in there and there again, man, if you're going to get beat, it's because you're in phase and a guy made one hell of a play on you. It's just, a, you know, you just happen to get beat one-on-one. But it's not the, the crucial errors, the... Is that your guy or my guy? That that you know you eliminate that, and those guys just they stepped up and uh, and they made it happen today. Mike, uh, the the rash of injuries. Um, you know, I don't know if it was turf related or not. I mean, every time we have an injury on anybody that's got a turf field, it's always blamed on the field. But regardless, a lot of bad luck yesterday for the Packers. You know, you mentioned Rashawn Gary. Saw him on crutches get on the team bus. Running back Aaron Jones uh, had a boot on his uh, what was his left ankle, I think, uh, and crutches. Now I, I've heard that an MRI says it wasn't severe uh, for Aaron Jones, so that's the only other word we got there. You got Christian Watson with you know second concussion in a week, but these other you know tw- well the Eric Stokes thing. I mean that the Fox TV crew said that that was so gruesome they were going to play the replay of the ankle and knee injury. Uh, John Runyon with a knee. You and I have talked to uh, former players. Uh, I, Josh Sitton used to talk about this on the air for the show that I was on regularly about uh, about how bad the carpet is, and that's what they call it, is Ford Field. So I asked Rasul Douglas about the situation in the visitors' locker room. Eight or nine of your teammates had to leave the game with the injury. Does that say something of the intensity of today's game? Um, I don't know if that is that or the turf. So it's probably a little bit of both. But everybody knew this was game that we had to win or should have won. But um, So everybody's just out there just trying to get their all. And injuries happen as a part of the game. Uh, everyone gets injured. So. Oh, hey, guys were flying around. Yeah, yeah, everybody was flying full speed. Everybody was trying to get a win. Yeah. What's your emotion right now? I don't know. But it's like five in a row, so I don't, I don't know how to feel right now. Is, is it confusing? Two more for him. He's going to hit the show. I wouldn't say confusing. I'm just, I'm a, like, I think we're all just upset. We're just all upset. Offer. I know I am. Um, Guys just, I, I don't think they really know where to go. This is an unfamiliar position for the Green Bay Packers. And you look at a team that came in, Mike, from – a 13-win season, they bolstered their defense, they bring back Jair, a healthy Jair, they sign him. It seems like everything's trending in the right direction defensively, and all they did was lose a couple of wide receivers and one backup lineman, and they go from 13 wins to this mess. They gave Rasul Douglas a, a contract. They gave Jair a contract that made him the highest-paid defensive back. A lot of swagger to Jair. Uh, had a nice pick. Also had a boneheaded uh, 15-yard penalty against him. Uh, in the game, uh, and but to me, since day one of training camp, I thought the best player on defense was Rashawn Gary, and I talked about that regularly during training camp about how his his, his speed off the snap had, had found a new gear, and how well he looked in shape, and how well I thought he was, you know, playing in games. And so there he is on that turf, and he's running to one side and then turning and making a, a cut back, and all of a sudden he's holding his knee 
as you say, torn ACL, that's going to be a year we've dealt with all these other ACLs. And in a lot of them, by the way, happen to be in you know, these turf fields. You'll just uh, ask uh, Elton Jenkins about that. So in the last February, I asked Brian Gudikins when we talked to him at Combine, if Zadarius doesn't come back from this back injury, well, what are you th- thinking? He goes, well, we, you know, we got Rashawn, we got Preston, and we like Jonathan Garvin. Well, two weeks ago, Jonathan Garvin was a healthy scratch. I mean, he's fallen off the radar. But, you know, Kingsley and Agbari, they call him J.J. Uh, I, we talked to J.J. about it. He's been coming on and getting more snaps and getting some productivity. So this is going to be your guy, probably opposite Preston Smith, to try and get some pressure on Dak Prescott next Sunday. We talked to the, to the rookie after the game. Um, I feel like we played pretty good, but as always, definitely plays that we obviously want back, definitely plays that we could have made um, that could have changed the game. Um, so definitely, um, I feel like we did pretty good. It was a team that was a pretty explosive offense uh, throughout the season so far, and we held them 15 points. So, um, it, I mean, obviously sucks. Um, one of them games where it was the fourth quarter game um, that the, the Lions can't obviously came up. Uh, the winners victorious. Just go harder, man. Obviously, I'm not making a big enough, big enough uh, difference uh, to help the team win, but it's um, ultimately about winning and just ultimately contributing to a winning effort. I, and I get it. I, you know, uh, the, the defense didn't play terrible. This is not one where people can scream about Joe Barry's defense because they did have a pretty good offense. They did hold him to only 15 points. And normally you would win a lot of games holding teams to only 15 points. But it's still, it's, you know, you go from what they were last year with the uh, all of the perfection heading into the postseason against San Francisco to where they, they can't get out of their own way right now. You know, Bill, somebody was saying to me, okay, you're going into this thing with a four-game losing streak. Pick a slump buster in the NFL. Pick any city. Where would you, who would you like to play this weekend to get out of the dumps? And you say, well, we're here. <laughs> the one in six lines. This is right. the place. This is the place to turn it around. So you talk to Kenny Clark, who's still playing at a high level, and it's like, dude, and he, you know, Quay Walker, the rookie, had to call the defense because Devondre Campbell was out this week with a knee injury. And so you go to Kenny, how, how do you go from winning 13 games a year, three years in a row to this? Um, I mean, we can't shoot, I mean, shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, can't have, can't have penalties in critical situations. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you gotta make more plays. I mean, uh, you gotta give them credit. They made plays and we didn't several times. How did uh, he did a great job. He did a great job commanding the huddle. Um, you know, he made plays and, um, you know, happy about his progression. To talk about what happened after Eric left and how that changed your secondary. Uh, after Eric left? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, their plan was to run the ball, so, I mean, um, I, mean I, I, think, I think we was doing a pretty good job. We had a lot of movement, a lot of blitzes, um, man, in this weekend, um, you know, uh, I think we, we did a really good job. Um, you know, Eric going down, um, it was tough. You know, it, it was tough, but, um, you know, guys, he's got to step up. Mike, uh, I would assume that really across the board, everybody's feeling bad. But like I said, the defense didn't lose that ball game. That offense just was uh, unbelievably inept. I, the emotions coming out of the offensive side, I mean, I know Rodgers, uh, T.J. Lang, I think, during the broadcast of the Detroit game uh, on their radio side, said this is the most angry and upset he's ever seen Aaron Rodgers. I, I got a feeling that everybody on that side of the football is feeling pretty pretty bad and probably wondering what the hell's gone so wrong. Yeah, and uh, me particularly, 
particular, in the very last drive, it's like, okay, if, if Green Bay can score a touchdown here and Mason kicks the field goal, you get this exciting one-point win. And they had the ball uh, third and five from about their own 45, and the referees are walking around, and there's a stoppage of play, and it's taking the Packers completely out of rhythm, and Rodgers is looking at the ref like, what, what are we doing here? What's going on? And they're waiting and waiting and waiting. And I understand from the TV version, you know, the, the play clock was off again. We had this in Green Bay a couple of weeks ago where, you know, the, the clock you're seeing on TV is going down to, you know, three, two, one, zero, one, two. <laughs> and, and the Packers were getting breaks on this, which was driving some of the Lions fans crazy. And I mean, just this total confusion made really no sense. You know, when you listen to some of these players yesterday, Bill, in the locker room, and you're having these conversations with them, you hear these long pauses in, in their thoughts, and that's because it's not they're being careful. They don't know what to say at this point. Like you talked to Bobby Tunyon, who was open over the middle, and for some reasons Rodgers went, you know, Rodgers has got this bad thumb, but it's, it's low and away, and the kid, you know, Kirby uh, Joseph ends up getting his second pick of the day. You talk to Tunyon about, how are you? How are you guys right now? Are you are you angry? Are you frustrated? What I mean, what do you feel like right now? Disappointed because uh, we know the type of team we are and the type of players we have and so on. But just kind of what I was um, talking to the media about this week is just kind of that next play, next game mentality. I mean, that's really all you can do. Like I said, we got great players in here. We have enough. I think that it's just bit of just kind of putting it all together and just a little bit of bad luck right now and uh, it just takes one win to kind of you know change that around I trust who, who we have in this locker room and the players that we have to come out of this and uh, just see you know what, what we're really about you know Mike it's funny I was uh, I mentioned this earlier today and I noted it yesterday during halftime Sean Payton had said as they started to talk about well this defense and the Packers can get right here in the second half and Sean Payton said wait a minute this is one of the worst-ranked defenses in the National Football League, and every week we talk about the Packers, this being a get-right game. If they don't get right here, there is no more getting right. And they only put up nine points against one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. I, you got to now scratch your head and go, what the hell are we doing? Especially those last four plays on offense, and you're now within the 20. Actually, to me, I you know, the, the first down mark was about the four, and I'm thinking, like, just get another first down. But they, they, they ran four successive plays to take a shot to get in the end zone, even though there was enough time on the clock. And all of them, all of them, you know, fell. All of them were incomplete. It was, it was just and, – and you could see the Lions players now were starting to get a little gassed. And, and I know that Romeo Dobbs is off the field and Christian Watson's off the field, and they probably have a bunch of plays for them and all that. Uh, so yeah, I asked Tunyon, how how did you still only come away only scoring nine points a day against Detroit? Execution, just kind of finishing plays, and then you know we get penalties and we're behind the sticks. Good plays are taken off the board, so it's just been unfortunate lately. I don't think there's any one thing or person or blaming or what it is. I think it's just sometimes just bad luck. They had a lot of that, no doubt. Veterans, Rodgers, upset. Other guys, upset. And you take a guy like, say, Mercedes Lewis, a guy that's been there, done that, seen it all, and, you know, he's also got to be going, what the hell, I came back for this? 
and we asked we asked Mercedes, you know, what what was said today? What did would a little say something? Did any of the players stand up and say something about this? Because remember a week ago, I think it was Preston Smith maybe, and then you know Dallin Levitt, the the, safe, the special teams guy, got up on a rant and said, you know, after losing to the Commanders or a couple of weeks ago, these different rants. And so Mercedes said, no, nobody said anything. It's just pretty much quiet in here. And so we asked him, why Why didn't anybody speak up amongst players after this loss? This league is uh, unforgiving. You know what I mean? It'll humble you quick. And the margin uh, for error is small. We didn't make enough plays, and, you know, that's the result. Mercedes, is this season, can you still turn it around, and what do you have to do to do that? Yeah, I mean, we still got some games left. Um it's a playoff mentality from here, you know. Can't afford to keep dropping games, so it's going to keep chipping away at it. So you can do it. Stay in the NFL at the end of the day, you know. Uh, sometimes things are going to go your way. Sometimes it's not It's not much you can say about a game like this. We all understand, um, especially when you know how much we put into this. So, Yeah, it's, it's rather bleak, and you can hear it in his voice. Yeah, I, you know, I... I mean, I don't know. Lafleur's got his hands full, and you know, I don't. I don't know where Lafleur is as the emotional leader with this group right now, and it's slipping really fast. Because if you can't try to come up with X's and O's, you've got this tremendous challenge. Suddenly, I mean, overnight, now your roster is really wrecked with some uh, serious injuries that are going to affect you for at least the next month. And in Rashawn Gary's case, confirmed for the season. I think I think Eric Stokes has got to be season-ending. I would be just shocked if it was anything like that. Uh, and 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 a, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who I don't know, is kind of an indifferent cat. He's not never been the vocal leader. I'm not sure how you turn this thing around right now. No doubt. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got a lot more with Mike Clements coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.